Welcome to the She Is Grace podcast. I am D.L. Hicks, an author, speaker, life coach, college mentor, and the CEO of Faith Cures, a publishing company focused on compelling believers to seek a deeper relationship with Christ. Thank you for tuning in today. I have a very special guest. Please welcome Denise Hamilton, CEO of Watch Her Work. Thank you, Denise, for deciding to chat with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Please share your background with the audience. Well, I am the CEO, as you mentioned, of Watch Her Work. And at Watch Her Work, we um, help women by providing professional advice. Um, We have the largest video-based library of professional advice for women in the world, over 7,000 videos. Everything from how do you ask for a raise to how do you tell your boss you're pregnant to what do you do if a client hits on you? How do you negotiate severance? We basically started filming women and capturing their best advice in small bite-sized chunks because we believe that you shouldn't have to have powerful friends to have powerful information. Um, We wanted to democratize access um, so that everyone has a chance to grow because unfortunately talent is widely (laughs) distributed, but opportunity is not. And we want to close that gap. Wow. You are really making a great impact on female leaders. Uh, Please also share with us, why are you so passionate about advocating for women? Well, I've been the only woman or the only African-American in so many situations throughout my career. I've been um, an executive for over 25 years. And so I've seen the places that people struggle, that women um, may not have access to the same resources, the same mentorship, the same support. And it occurred to me that you know, we have great advice, like the answers. It's kind of like Dorothy's shoes. She always had the answers on how to get home with her. Um, I think that we have among women so much wisdom. And I wanted to create a space that we could exchange that wisdom. And so, you know, I don't want you to step in the same puddles I stepped in. What's the point of that? You know, we need to make sure that we're building and sharing. And that can be hard. Right. That can be hard because I don't know about you, but when the workday is over, I'm tired. I just want to go home and I have another job when I get home of taking care of family. And so some of that networking, some of that relationship building can sometimes fall by the wayside. So, you know, in our environment, we always say, like, you may not be able to find one mentor. We're going to give you access to hundreds. Wow, that is really awesome. Wow, awesome. You are doing uh, you know many great things. Have you had any challenges and how were you able to overcome them? Oh. <laughs> Do we have how long is this? How long understatement, is it understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the challenges, I mean, you know, it's the the biggest challenge that we all have is undervaluing and underestimating our abilities right? Not believing fully in your ability to catalyze the change in your life that you want to see happen. We have a tendency of um, kind of making everyone an expert and we're just figuring it out. And, you know, it's like we say men are chefs and women are cooks. Men are artists and women are crafty. Right. We we diminish our contributions and and consequently our price tags. Right? right. Like we don't price right. our things, our products where they need to be priced. We don't um, enter into um, competitive 
uh, bids and competitive, like, you know, because we think, oh, that's for those people to have. It's not for right. us. Right. And so one right. of the things I had to get over really early in the game and really get confronted with was who do I think I am? And, you know, that's the worst question you could ask somebody. Like, who do you think you are? Right. And it's usually asked right. in a way to diminish you. But I always challenge people I work with and clients I work with to think about it. Like, who who do you think you are? Um, wow. If you can get that under control, if you can figure out what your value is and what you bring to the game unapologetically, then you are light years ahead of everyone else because people have a tendency to make themselves small, especially women. We are socialized to think of ourselves as lucky when you get an opportunity. And, you know, it's really interesting because you know I, I'm a woman of faith, deep faith, and I take very, very seriously um, all of the messages I receive in the Bible that talk about the talents Everybody wow. being given a talent. And then at some point, you're going to be called to account. What did you do with that talent? Right. What did you, what did, and I don't think, um, you know, the Lord wants to hear us say, well, you know, I was busy. Well, you know, I didn't get around. I, I, I don't think that excuse wow. is going to work. I think that we are called to use our gifts in, in the maximum, with maximum impact. And so sometimes we have kind of a, 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 I don't know, externally reinforced humility that I, in my opinion, is a misunderstanding of what we are called to do. If you are called to sing, you sing your heart out. You sing as wow. as far and as wide as you can sing. If you are like whatever your calling is, I believe that there's no gender in the story of the talents. There's mm -hmm. just servants. And so if you're a servant, you're going to be called and held accountable for your contribution. And so I had to really release the notion mm -hmm. that I was lucky and shift it to I am gifted. And wow. with that giftedness comes a responsibility and an expectation. Exactly. I totally agree with you, Denise, that we have to make sure that we're operating in our gifts and stop listening to the negative voices in our mind that's telling us that we can't do it, we're not equipped. And as you said, God has called all of us to do all of us to do something. And so we have to make sure we're operating our gifts. And I appreciate you being transparent about that. So also, um, you have a favorite song called I Am I'm Every Woman by Shaka Khan. <laughs> what? <laughs> and when I read this, I said, like, wow. So why does this song resonate with you, Denise? I think that we are in a time where we are so polarized. We're so differentiated. And that is a lie. We are all the same. We are all siblings, right? And, and right, so this right. idea that um, if I if I make a space, you know, if I make a space for me, I'm making a space for you. That when I how I go into an environment, I've been very um sensitive to my responsibility whenever I've been in a situation where I'm the only woman or I'm the only black person, um, I take it very seriously to make sure that I create a space that they want to open the door and let five more in, right? Because right. I represent, right. you know, this whole squad behind me. And wow. so that's why um, Watch Your Work was so important to me to kind of birth into the world because 
we are all connected. We're all, I mean, it's amazing no matter where you live, no matter, and we have um, users from all over the world. And it's so amazing how many of the problems are universal, how many of the right. challenges are universal. Cause we're all, we're every woman, every single right. one of us, you know, and, and the support, the machine that we have to build to help each other. I think we need to be more intentional about um, more, more dedicated to, um, when you help her, you're helping you, right? Cause right. the more, the more space we make for each other, the more space we have for all of us. And so that is, and the fact that both Shaka and Whitney <laughs> sang fire out of that song. <laughs> exactly. They really did. It's the remake for sure. Um, also, um, I think that that's great that you're, you're saying that, you know, as a woman that you want to, you know, in other words, bring somebody, other women up behind you to lift them up as well and to push them into their destiny and make sure that they come on top as well. That is very, um, I love that because a lot of times we make it to a certain extent and we don't look back to see who we left behind. And I love that you're trying to bring women up as well and, well, and you know, and educate the them is- and mentor them. And the world is long. Time is long. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, I have interns now that have brought me into their corporations as a consultant, brought me in, given me jobs, given me opportunities. These are kids that I, I took care of or I helped at, at early in their career or advised early in their career. And like, you just don't know, you have to build community. And one of the challenges that we have is that we are not connected intergenerationally like we used to be, right? right. We used to, right. you know, especially, I mean, broader community, We a lot of people don't go to church anymore. Right. Don't, um, they don't live by their families. So they literally don't have anybody in their community that is not their age. They don't know Correct. any kids. They don't know any um, babies. Right. They don't know. Right. It. Like they literally just have this very narrow band of mm-hmm. their friendship group. And so what happens with that is we're not benefiting from the wisdom across ages. And that was one of our um, big drivers for Watch Your Work is to make sure that, you know, the, the young are learning from the old and vice versa. Right. You know that there's something that everyone has to teach there's a way, there's a giftedness that everyone has to share. And how right. do we kind of reconnect and create that real dialogue? Exactly. Well said again. So what motivates you daily? Ooh, um, <laughs> I think, you know what? I, I, this is, this is a, a, a complicated question because um, I think that when you work in any role, Um, You know, I work in corporations um, supporting them around issues of diversity, so gender and race. And it means that there's a lot of time, a lot of times that, you know, the days can be dark. They can be discouraging because I have to go in and I have to explain my humanity sometimes. Right. I have to make the case for people to do the right thing. And that can be really discouraging. But um I believe in my heart, I mean, firmly, solidly in my heart that um, the, the most powerful thing, the most powerful act of resistance is joy. Wow. That's the, like, you want to you wanna really show somebody that you're the winner? You live your best life. 
you operate in happiness and joy and you are you stay committed to having a fully realized fully actualized life so i'm i'm obsessed with my own happiness in a way that um people always laugh at like i have a literally <laughs> in my in my notes in my phone i have a a note called happiness and it's a it's a hundred things it's about 120 now uh, okay. of things that make me happy so when I feel wow. down, when I feel discouraged, I can't even get creative about what could I do today? I have this yeah. list that I can just go to that is going to be something that makes me laugh or some, you know, some website or some Instagram feed that I think is really funny. And it just reminds me to choose joy every day. Sometimes my daughter has a beautiful pool at her apartment complex, um, and nobody's there during the day. And sometimes I drive all the way over there just to sit by the pool for 20 minutes. Because exactly, I'm worth but- it. Because I'm worth it. So I choose happiness and joy every single day. And it it's what motivates me and gives me energy and, um, you know, uh, just kind of that life force to go out right. and do the things that I do. Wow. And you mentioned the word joy and you choose happiness daily. And I do the same thing. I mean, I think we have to wake up every day and make a choice. Am I going to choose happiness or joy or I'm going to mope around and grunt or complain about something? And not only that, we have to rely on Christ to bring us through daily as well. So I like that. The fact that you said that you have have like a hundred sayings for happiness or things that you look at for happiness, because it reminds you daily that you have to choose joy and happiness over the negativity. Mm-hmm. How, how do you set boundaries in relationships? Uh, very intentionally. <laughs> um, I love yeah, it. I love it. Like, you know, I love it. <laughs> this, I mean, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about like, I, I have a divine purpose. I have right. an appointed function. Um, I have an expectation that is attached to my giftedness, right? And and right. I do not allow anyone to get in the way of that, right? So, oh. and that's friend, that's friend or foe. Right, right, nobody, right. <laughs> nobody is allowed to block me from the blessings mm-hmm. that I am supposed to be to the world. Wow. And that is so profound that you said that because it's so important that we protect our peace, protect our 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 womanhood. We protect everything surrounding us and to make sure we're on track for Christ every day as well. But go Absolutely. ahead. You were going to say something? Yeah, it's it's um our purpose, you know, our peace and our purpose. Right. Um, it's it's just critical. And, you know, and this is a, a cautionary tale to us, that to those of us that are um have people in our lives that we are deeply influential with, mm-hmm. you know, right. don't be someone else's cage. Wow. Don't limit someone from being, you know, they remember that God may have given them a vision they didn't, that you didn't get. So don't that be the one so that true. tells them they can't do it. It's not going to work. You shouldn't even try that. What about exactly. this? Like, don't be that person. Right. Because, um, you know, don't be the person standing around laughing at Noah. Don't be that well, person, right? Like, um, I, right. Think, I think it's really critical that we understand our capacity to kill dreams. I, I believe that we need to really hone the gift of encouragement. I, I think the gift of encouragement is so powerful. And some of us have it in a way that we can we can give life and breathe life into someone's vision for themselves. 
We can be that person that tells that young person like, yeah, you can try that. How can I help you? I don't know a lot about it, that career, but let's exactly. let's let's talk about how you get those skills. What school do you need to go to? Is there a course you can take? Like like be that person that helps. Right. You know, we need more creators. We are overrun with critics. Wow, overrun. that is so true. Yeah, we see all that in social media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is so very well said. Uh, how about um, how would you define grace as it pertains to your life? Um, I think like the kindness to let people experience and have the the vision that that they've been given, right? I, like I don't have to understand, mm-hmm. I don't have to agree, right? right? right. Like, I, I, but right. I do have to. I do have to love you. I do have to right. um, support you. I do have to encourage you, um, and and have the grace that if until I really fully understand, I don't have mm-hmm. to destroy. <laughs> I can right. listen. I can ask questions. I can, um, I can be supportive. And again, that gift of encouragement—that that's what grace really. That's the embodiment of grace for me. You know that per, I can't tell you. I have friends that will just send me a random note, a little, random little card that I get in the mail that says, "You can do it. Keep going." You know how mm-hmm. often I've gotten that on exactly the day that Thanks. I needed that message. You know, so I think that. As we think about ourselves and a, a wanting encouragement, I think it's a wonderful opportunity to model that and do that for others and to make sure that you are the person that is breathing life into other people. You are um, the person that is a source of encouragement and positivity. I, I get asked a lot um, when I'm you know after I've done a, a presentation, we'll have a q and a and and you know, from time to time, somebody will come up and say, you know, I work in an environment with a bunch of women or I've never been able to get along. You know how women are. They say things right, like that. And right. I, stop. I, I don't right. know. How, I don't know how women, I know how the women you associate with are. Right. But I don't. Right. That's not how women are. And I think that um, we need to look around and identify, like look in our relationships, look at them, really look at them. Are these people that are breathing life or these people who sit around and criticize, gossip, backbite? If you if that if you can be honest about the the inputs, you're going to get better outputs. (laughs) Right. Wow. So much wisdom and knowledge. And I totally agree because grace um, is like you said, it's meeting people where they are. What can I do to lift this person up? Um, they may, they may be having a bad day. Maybe they're having a bad month, maybe even a bad year. Well, how do I handle it as a believer in Christ? Um, do I condemn them? Like you said, do I do something to encourage them or lift them up to see what's wrong with that person? And I think as women, sometimes we prejudge so quickly, so quickly, you know, we see somebody that doesn't look like us or doesn't dress like us or something we see in that person we can't relate to. And we admittedly want to judge and say, you can't, I can't get along with them or I don't talk to them. But it's all about, like you said, building relationships. As women, we need each other. We really do. No matter what race, creed, we need each other. Right. And does your faith call people in or shut people out? Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So any wisdom for women? Last minute question. Any wisdom, wisdom for women that you could share? Um, we are going through a really difficult time right now. Um, schools are so unstable. 
Um, we're worried about our children, how they're navigating this kind of constant uncertainty. Um, we're worried about our health. We're caring for aging parents. We are, it, there's just a lot of moving parts right now. And I just want you to remember that you have to put your mask on first, that you have to stabilize yourself so that you can be a stabilizing force for others. So in your quest to take care of and support others, if you, you know, I love this quote, if your compassion doesn't include yourself, it's not compassion. So I just want us to always remember that we are valuable. We are important. And, you know, it's like a, it's like the, uh, in a war, they feed the army first because the army has to go date. They, they got to go fight the battles, right? So they right. prioritize right. the soldiers. So you're the soldier of your family, of your life, of your business. You got to feed yourself. You got to find moments of peace. You got to sleep. You got to exercise. You got to eat high quality food. You've got to prioritize right. your self-care and that's going to give you the strength and the power to go into battle on a daily basis um, for your family and for the people that you love. So the, the, as, as wonderful as it is to be a giver, remember, you always have to set boundaries. Givers have to set boundaries because takers never right. do. Wow. And it's important to have that work-life balance as yes. well, as you just said as well. And I like the fact that you're so positive you're very creative and you're, you built, you're building an empire. It's already there already. <laughs> and you're leaving a legacy, you know, for your daughter as well. And Denise, I would like to thank you today for sharing with me. It was a great pleasure. I appreciate your time and uh, my new audience. Thank you for tuning in today. Always live your, your truth unapologetically. Joy, peace and blessings always.